Hello and welcome to Your Guide to AI, a monthly deep dive into key developments in AI. I'm Nathan Benesh, General Partner of Airstreet Capital, and I'll be walking you through this audio edition that covers the month of April 2021. This episode is organized into four chapters, AI in industry, research, resources, and startups. My goal is to get you up to speed in about five minutes per chapter. In this edition, I'll discuss drug discovery, the geopolitics of AI, and in particular, the European Commission's draft regulation on AI, new hardware announcements, including NVIDIA and the shortage of semiconductors that's continuing around the world, and a ton of really interesting research across healthcare, large-scale language models, policy, and biology. I'll also highlight a couple of exciting fundraising grounds towards the end of the episode. Now let's start off with AI and industry, life and science. Last time, we discussed how computational techniques in drug discovery often focus on very early steps of the value chain, and that there are very few drugs that made it into clinical trials. Great timing. Exientia, an Oxford-based AI-first pharma company, announced that their second AI-designed drug has entered phase one clinical testing. This drug, discovered in collaboration with Evotech, which is also an early investor in the company, and further validated in collaboration with Allsight, an nursery portfolio company, it's also the first AI-designed immuno-oncology drug to enter clinical trials. This drug targets the A2A receptor, which is responsible for driving advanced solid tumors by suppressing the anti-tumor immune cell activity of T cells. Now, turning over to clinical medicine, one could say that each practitioner is in fact an AI model. We're trained on the cases we discover in school and those that we encounter in the field. Now, wouldn't it make a bit more sense to have model expertise disseminated much quicker and almost at zero marginal cost in order to level the quality of care from advanced systems to emerging ones? In a way, this is what federated learning could unlock. We could send naive or locally trained models to distant sites such that they can learn from new cases and return more robust. Before we get there, we might simply distribute trained AI systems to lesser developed medical systems that's what Choir.ai did in collaboration with the 130-bed Baptist Christian Hospital at the Himalayan foothills in Assam, India. Their system drove automated CT brain interpretation to rapidly and easily figure out the best treatment options for stroke patients and to examine the implications for clinical outcomes. Even so, the AI for medical industry sector is still in its infancy. In fact, a study of 100 commercially available products and their scientific evidence found that 64% of them lacked peer-reviewed evidence on efficacy, while only 18% had demonstrated potential clinical impact. Over in the animal kingdom, the New Yorker ran a story about various data-driven efforts to build animal-to-human communication systems. Some suggest that using machine learning to model species-specific communication in an unsupervised manner, while others are working on machine translation in a more structured communication environment which is seeing how animals communicate in response to human utterances. Now let's look at the geopolitics of AI. Following on from last month's discussion of the US National Security Commission report, this month is all about the European Commission's draft regulation on AI. The goal is to harmonize legal frameworks across the EU to facilitate innovation, investment, and safeguarding of fundamental rights and AI safety. The report calls out prohibited AI practices such as large-scale surveillance and adverse behavioral influencing, high-risk AI systems such as credit scoring and medical devices that must be used with specific controls in place. It also identifies lower-risk AI systems that are subject to a transparency regime. 
It's hard to see how clearly one can separate one application from another into these risk buckets. Their definitions of AI systems are very broad ranging from rules, statistics, and deep learning, with some on Twitter joking that, quote, the EU is proposing to regulate the use of Bayesian estimation. The draft also introduces requirements such as risk management, testing, and real-world monitoring, human review security, accountability, and CE marking. It calls for the establishment of a European AI board that should advise and assist the Commission on Matters of AI Regulation and leaves member state authorities to conduct market surveillance and control these AI systems. In a hat tip to GDPR, the report defines monetary sanctions for infringement up to 10 million euros to 30 million euros, or rather 2 to 6% of global annual turnover. There are of course huge ramifications of this legislation and many years of heavy lobbying ahead before a form of this plan is put into practice. Over in the US, the Commerce Department grew its list of blacklisted Chinese entities. It added seven firms that were allegedly involved with building supercomputers used by China's military actors, its destabilizing military modernization efforts and or weapons of mass destruction programs. This means they'll have to apply for licenses to receive items from US banned suppliers. Meanwhile, President Biden's first proposed budget announcement called for a funding boost of almost 20% across the board for the CDC, NSF, NIH, and DOE, and other departments responsible for the country's public health system and biomedical research institutes. This is a welcome policy stance after many years of the Trump administration calling to slash science funding. Back over in the UK, the Secretary of State for Digital, Cultural, Media, and Sport flexed their powers under the Enterprise Act of 2002 by issuing a public interest intervention notice to intervene the sale of ARM to NVIDIA on national security grounds. The Competition and Markets Authority is now due to prepare a report on the competition and national security aspects of this transaction by the end of July 2021. Now let's talk about hardware. First, sailing which much like Formula One and other high-performance racing sports, relies on complex optimization of vehicle design to deliver the fastest times on race day. Emirates Team New Zealand discussed their use of reinforcement learning within an in-house sailing simulator to evaluate thousands of hydrofoil design concepts instead of hundreds. In fact, we can expect RL techniques to shine as we learn more about how to describe complex optimization tasks and develop high-fidelity simulators. NVIDIA held its annual GTC during which it announced the company's first data center CPU called Grace, which is built on ARM technology and targeted at high-performance computing and AI applications, such as large-scale language models. It is expected to become available in 2023 as a means of complementing their GPU offerings as a coprocessor. NVIDIA also announced a partnership with AWS and Ampere Computing to expand ARM into the cloud, along with Omniverse, cloud-native GPU-based simulation platform for 3D worlds and science. While the shortage of semiconductors continues around the world, the sales of wafer processing equipment that is required to manufacture these chips has surged to an all-time record of $71 billion in 2020, which is up 19% from the year before, along with the company's respective share prices. The driver is China's domestic fab industry, the massive investments by TSMC and Samsung Semiconductor, and the rising cost of lithography equipment. Cerebras released their second generation wafer scale engine, which comes in with 2.6 trillion transistors on TSMC's seven nanometer process. Compared to its first gen system, everything is basically two times greater. The number of cores, transistors, density, onboard SRAM, memory, and fabric bandwidth. 
It's a pretty insane engineering achievement. Now over to big tech. Since disclosing its focus on trucking versus passenger transport, Aurora announced its collaboration with Volvo Trucks. The Swedish automotive giant formed an autonomous solutions business to develop level four trucks and will make use of the Aurora driver and the company's 300 meter LiDAR solution. In the UK, the government said that it has set out how to legally define automated lane keeping systems that could go live on public roads by the end of 2021. Cloudflare has built up a huge edge network in over 200 cities worldwide and four years ago launched a product called Workers, which lets developers write code that gets deployed to that edge network. Now, the company is opening this functionality up to AI-based workloads too, by extending support for NVIDIA GPUs and TensorFlow. If computing is to indeed become ubiquitous, this move is a really powerful one. It breaks down the paradigm of running expensive AI services in a centralized server or in limited regions that must be defined by the developer. And instead, it pushes models to Cloudflare's edge network. And lastly, Sammy Bengio, a well-known senior Google machine learning manager, resigned from the company in the wake of the firing of Timnit Gebru and Margaret Mitchell. Bengio oversaw the ethical AI team at Google. He since joined Apple in a senior role where he will head up a new AI research team. Now let's jump into the research section. I'll outline a couple of impactful papers that caught my eye. First, a paper called How Medical AI Devices Are Evaluated, Limitations and Recommendations from an Analysis of FDA Approvals, written by authors at Stanford. This study went through the process of aggregating 141 FDA-approved AI medical device filings in order to report on how each device was evaluated in the process. They find that many FDA-approved AI devices were only tested on passive data from a handful of sites, which might not provide sufficient patient population coverage to be robust upon deployment. The next paper is called Extraction of Organic Chemistry Grammar from Unsupervised Learning of Chemical Reactions, written by authors at IBM Research Europe and Cambridge University and the University of Bern. In organic chemistry, we all learn about atom mapping, which is how atoms rearrange during a chemical transformation. It requires a lot of rote memorization. In this work, Philip Schwaller and colleagues applied transformers to this problem. Their model learns the task of atom mapping by making use of unmapped reactions on the self-supervision task of predicting the randomly masked parts in a reaction sequence without any human labeling or supervision. The training set is reactants and products represented as small strings. Next, Efficient large-scale language model training on GPU clusters from NVIDIA, Stanford, and Microsoft Research. The masters of scalable high-performance computing, NVIDIA, demonstrate how to use different types of parallelism methods, including model, pipeline, and data parallelism, to overcome the scaling challenges with training large-scale language models. The method in this paper produces a 100x increase in the size of models that can be efficiently trained across thousands of GPUs. The paper describes a 1 trillion parameter model trained on 3,072 GPUs, with an almost 50% increase in the per GPU throughput. Next, over to policy, a paper entitled International Control of Powerful Technology, Lessons from the Barrack Plan for Nuclear Weapons, written by Oxford. The drumbeat of ethics and the existential risks of AI is clearly amplified in recent years. History has a lot to teach us about how humanity behaves when it is confronted with new technologies that have extensive capabilities. This paper draws on the development and attempted governance of dual-use nuclear technology for lessons on how to potentially handle general AI. The authors write, 
radical levels of cooperation become more feasible when the gains from coordination are tremendous, the losses from failed coordination are terrible, and where most actors' long-term interests are in fact aligned. Next, a paper called Retrieval Augmentation Reduces Hallucination in Conversation, written by Facebook AI Research. Large language models store knowledge from training data implicitly in their model weights. However, it's well known that they often hallucinate wacky responses that look plausible, but are factually incorrect. The authors applied neural retrieval in the loop for retrieval augmented generation as a means of resolving these hallucination problems on open-ended dialogue tasks. Now over to biology. A paper called Compositional Perturbation Autoencoder for Single-Cell Response Modeling, written by Helmut Center, Munich, Facebook AI Research, Celerity, and Technical University of Munich. Single-cell sequencing is a powerful technique for studying how cells respond to changes in their environment. For example, how a cell responds to drug treatments or particular genetic perturbations. Systems biology dictates that treating cells with combinations of drugs will result in a hugely complex network of interactions that are very hard to explore experimentally. This paper uses machine learning to model how different cell types respond to different drugs across doses and combinations. Using learned embeddings for drugs and cell types, the authors show how their model can predict combinatorial genetic interactions in a way that could facilitate in silico screening for effective drug combinations. Next, a paper called Generative Adeno-Associated Virus Capsid Diversification by Latent Interpolation, written by Dino Therapeutics, Harvard, and the Weiss Institute in Boston. Adeno-associated virus capsids can be used as vectors to deliver gene therapy in the clinic. However, most natural AAV capsids are caught out by pre-existing human immunity. This paper uses machine learning to model segments of the AAV2 capsid and interpolate sequence space to produce diverse and novel capsids that can evade the human immune system. Next, a paper called Evaluating Eligibility Criteria of Oncology Trials Using Real-World Data and AI, written by Stanford. The recruiting of patients for clinical trials involves setting eligibility criteria that are often overly restrictive and sometimes poorly justified. This means that trials might be excluding patients who could indeed join them, which is a major reason why 86% of clinical trials fail to complete their recruitment on time. This paper evaluates the effect of relaxing specific eligibility criteria on treatment efficacy and cohort size in a real-world population using the Flatiron Health database of 280 cancer clinics in the United States. This produced a doubling of the pool of eligible patients with a modest concomitant 0.05 average reduction in the hazard ratio, which is the ratio of an event happening in the treatment arm versus the control arm. Over in computer vision, a paper called MDETER, Modulated Detection for End-to-End -end Multimodal Understanding, written by NYU and Facebook AI. This paper presents a joint computer vision and NLP system that can learn to find objects in an image that are mentioned in free-form text description of that image without actually having seen that object before. Visual features and text features are fused together into a shared embedding space, concatenated, and then fed into a transformer encoder-decoder that predicts the bounding boxes of the object and their grounding text. The model is pre-trained on 1.3 million text-to-image pairs and fine-tuned on downstream tasks such as phrase grounding. Back to biology, a paper called Accelerated Antimicrobial Discovery via Deep Generative Models and Molecular Dynamics Simulations, written by IBM Research and Columbia University. This paper presents a computational framework for the targeted design and screening of molecules 
which combines attribute-controlled deep generative models and physics-driven simulations. They find, synthesize, and empirically test 20 candidate antimicrobial peptides and find two that are potent and broad-spectrum. Over to climate, a paper called Skillful Precipitation Nowcasting using deep generative models of radar, written by DeepMind. This paper uses generative models to produce realistic and spatiotemporally consistent predictions of rain with lead times from 5 minutes to 90 minutes ahead of real time. The system was validated by expert forecasters from the UK's Met Office. And lastly, a paper called Evolving Reinforcement Learning Algorithms, written by Google Research. This paper applies concepts from AutoML to optimize reinforcement learning algorithm as a computational graph. In doing so, they discovered algorithms that generalize to more complex environments than those that are hand-designed. And now for the last section, startup financing and exits. Here I'll just highlight a couple of big financing rounds because there's been a huge swath of funding rounds announced in the last month. First of all, Sambanova Systems, which makes a specialized semiconductor for AI computing, raised a $676 million Series D led by SoftBank at a $5 billion valuation. The company has now raised over $1 billion since it was founded in 2017, and therefore claims to be the most heavily funded independent AI semiconductor company. Like its rivals, Sambanova appears to be focused on providing subscription-based AI models to its customers using its hardware, rather than selling data center racks or chips for customers to run in themselves. Scale.ai, the data annotation company, raised a $325 million Series E, co-led by crossover investors Dragoneer, Green Oaks, and Tiger, along with participation from Durable and Wellington. With a roster like this one, you can bet the company is prepping to go public. Vectra, the cybersecurity AI company for on-premise and cloud-based networks, raised a $130 million round at a post-money valuation of $1.2 billion, led by Blackstone Growth. Cresta, a product that improves team performance with live prompts on the best thing to say during, an, during every customer interaction, raised a $50 million Series B led by Sequoia. The company, which has its roots in the Stanford AI Lab, claims that agents convert 20% more sales when using the system. Snorkel, the AI platform emerging from Chris Ray's group at Stanford that introduced labeling functions into the mix, raised a $35 million Series B led by Lightspeed. The product has since expanded into model training, inference, and collaborative workflows. Signified, an AI-based fraud protection software, raised a $205 million round at a $1.3 billion valuation. SIFT, another AI-first fraud prevention company, raised a $50 million round at a valuation over $1 billion. ShareChat and Moj, two AI-driven mobile products for interest-based WhatsApp groups and short video content sharing in India, raised a $502 million round at a $2.1 billion valuation led by Tiger Global. The service is now India's largest regional social media platform with over 160 million monthly active users serving 15 Indian languages. Synthesia, the AI-first video generation platform, raised a $12.5 million Series A led by Firstmark. Oxbotica, the Oxford-based developer of a universal on and off-road autonomy solution, raised $10 million Series B from Okada Group the UK's leading online supermarket and warehouse robotics company. As part of the investment, Okada will outfit a subset of its delivery vans and warehouse vehicles with data capture capabilities, which may include video cameras, LiDAR, radar, and other sensing devices. Okada will make this data available to Oxbotica to train and test its technologies, 
which will then inform Mikado as to what opportunities exist and where best it might take advantage of these exciting new partnerships. Over in the exit section, Autostore, a Norwegian developer of robotics and software solutions for automated warehouse logistics, entered into an acquisition agreement with SoftBank, in which the firm would acquire 40% of the company for $2.8 billion, which values the overall Autostore business at $7.7 billion. Autostore was founded in 1996 and brought to market a cube storage automation product to create very dense warehouse storage. The business now has 20,000 robots deployed in over 600 installations across 35 facilities. For those of you who are familiar with Ocado, you'll notice that Autostore's products appear quite related to those of Ocado. In fact, the companies are involved in a lawsuit over IP infringement that kicked off last year. Darktrace, the British AI-first cybersecurity company that detects, investigates, and responds to cyber threats within enterprises, filed to list on the London Stock Exchange. The business was founded in 2013 around maths researchers at the University of Cambridge and has since cemented itself as a global leader. Its annual recurring revenue grew from 100 million in 2018 to 235 million in 2020. Customers start with a three-week proof of value and then convert to paid software subscriptions with an average contract ARR of 60K. Its net ARR retention is 99%, which is high, but not best in class, and accounts over 5,000 customers. This listing is a major win for the UK technology industry, as it sees a globally recognized AI for software company poised for long-term growth. Nuance, a publicly traded speech text recognition company founded in 1992 with almost 7,000 employees, announced its intent to be acquired by Microsoft for over $20 billion. This would be Microsoft's second largest deal ever, behind its $27 billion acquisition of LinkedIn in 2016. Nuance has built up a business in the medical domain, where its technology processes and describes medical notes. Nuance itself has been very acquisitive and defensive over its IP portfolio, which is another reason for Microsoft to take over the business to expand its healthcare practice. Too Simple, the self-driving trucking company, raised a $1 billion IPO that valued the company at $8.5 billion. The company posted revenues of $1.8 million in 2020 and a net loss of over $200 million. Another self-driving company called Plus is reportedly in talks to merge with the SPAC, run by Hennessy Capital, that would value the business at over $3 billion, along with $500 million in new capital. Zebi AI, a Boston-based small molecule discovery company that uses machine learning to improve DNA-encoded library creation, was acquired by Relay Therapeutics, a NASDAQ-listed computational drug discovery company for over $85 million, which is specifically $20 million in cash and $65 million in Relay stock. If Zebi AI meets certain commercial targets as part of Relay, shareholders could receive up to an additional $100 million. After Haystack's recent acquisition by Incitro, this positions Anagenics, an RSG portfolio company, as a sole standalone AI-first Dell company. And lastly, Vicarious Surgical, a VR-controlled miniaturized surgical robot, entered into an agreement with a SPAC called D8 Holdings that values the business at $1.1 billion. The company plans to launch its product on the market in late 2023. It plans to offer surgeons a base station with 9 degrees of freedom per arm, which lets the surgeon make incisions of 1.5 centimeters and see 360 degrees. This wraps up the audio edition of Your Guide to AI. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe and share it with your friends. I'm Nathan Benesh, general partner of Airstreet Capital, a venture capital firm investing in AI-first technology and life science companies from day one. Thanks for listening and see you next month.